What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge, presented by Georgia Alabama Sports Live. And you are listening to us on WQEE 99.1 FM, the key out of Noonan. We have got a jam packed show because I'm going to have my longtime guest, Gabe Reynolds. He is going to join me on the show talking a little college football in the NFL. And then I'm going to air my portion of the coaches show that was aired last night on Georgia Alabama Sports Live at Mike and Ed's Barbecue. It is the Glenwood head football coach, Ryan Nelson. He is going to join the show shortly as well. We have got a jam-packed week on Georgia Alabama Sports Live, starting with today on the campus of Northside. It is a top five matchup in high school softball as Harris County is taking on Northside. Harris County finished third place last season in the GHSA 5A state playoffs. And the Northside Lady Patriots, of course, won it all. This is going to be an incredible matchup. And myself and Thrip Berenger will be broadcasting the game live on Georgia Alabama Sports Live. Then on Wednesday, I'm going to have my crossover show with Georgia Alabama Sports Live's Thrip Berenger. And then on Thursday, it is going to be game one of a triple header of high school football at Kennett Stadium. We have the Jordan Red Jackets and the Columbus Blue Devils. And then on Friday, you're going to get a doubleheader on Georgia-Alabama Sports Live because Thrift Behringer and DJ Jones are going to be broadcasting live the Heritage Bowl, Carver versus Spencer. Myself and Rick Beach are going to be calling Russell County at Harris County. It is going to be a jam-packed week. And so what I'm doing is I'm having condensed shows. I'm airing a lot of the content that I've done from last week. It is going to be a busy week and I'm trying to get all my guests out of the way because with everything going on and plus with work, there is definitely a lot going on, especially with all the coaches shows and the games that I'm calling for Georgia Alabama Sports Live. Had the privilege of being on Sports Visions yesterday with Thrift Barringer. DJ Jones was down in Tampa, Florida with Miss Candy getting an award congratulations to her and i love being a part of the sports visions family where i'm able to fill in anytime thrift behringer needs me so let's go ahead and get into the show before i get gabe reynolds on we had nfl preseason football week two the atlanta falcons they got desmond ritter he looked good in the preseason game yeah they tied the Bengals 13 13 But I'm excited to see Desmond Ritter and the weapons he has with Bajon Robinson, Drake London, Kyle Pitts. As a 49ers fan, I'm just happy to see Brock Purdy back and playing in a preseason game. And Trey Lance kind of redeemed himself. The 49ers have three capable starting quarterbacks. And I'm just going to say that. The Atlanta Braves lose to the Mets last night by a score of 10-4 at Truitts Park. Despite... Two home runs by Marcel Ozuna. The Mets scored seven unanswered runs, and they get the win. I mean, the Mets are 59-67. and 67. This is really not a big deal. The Braves will play the Mets two more times at Truist Park, including tonight. Bryce Elder taking on Tyler McGill. And the Atlanta Braves will play them one more time on Wednesday, 
and then they will travel to the city by the bay to take on the San Francisco Giants, and they do have some televised games. The Sunday night baseball game is going to be at AT&T Park between the Braves and the Giants. All three games are going to be on national TV. That is going to be great because I am a Giants fan. Don't hold that against me because I still root for the Braves as well. But I admit, my first Braves-Giants game was in 2006. And when Barry Bonds came up to the plate, I cheered. Everybody else at Turner Field booed. I had a fan in front of me throw popcorn on me. Of course, the fan knew who I was because we were all sitting together as a group. But I thought it was funny. A lifelong San Francisco Giants fan who felt the heartbreak, and then they finally broke through and won a World Series in 2010. And now I'm just hoping they make the wild card. But it makes for wildly entertaining baseball. As we get into the month of September, I just want the Braves to play meaningful baseball and people to actually care and go to the ballpark when you have so many distractions going on with the Falcons and Georgia and Georgia Tech. You know, I haven't really touched up on any of that, but I will. College football is just around the corner, but we still have baseball. For the FIFA Women's World Cup, Spain wins it. The Columbus Lions have a new head football coach. It is Damian the Nighthawk Daniels. And I was privileged to be on Sports Visions yesterday as we interviewed Coach Daniels, as he's also the defensive backs coach for Carver. So here's what we got on tomorrow's show. For tomorrow's show, I'm going to air high school game day and my high school scoreboard show that I did Saturday morning on Facebook Live and YouTube Live. That is for Wednesday. On Thursday, I'm going to air the scoreboard show that Thrift Behringer and I did Sunday night. And then on Friday, I'm going to have my week two preview show. You don't want to miss it. This is it. This is where football really starts to ramp up. We've already had week one of high school football. Week two is going to be this Thursday night. Week zero of college football is taking place this weekend. And then all the college football teams are going to be in action in two weeks. Labor Day weekend. It's always been a tradition just to get up and watch college game day. And then watching college football all day. Pretty much five straight days of watching nothing but football. And the Georgia Bulldogs have named a starting quarterback. It is Carson Beck. We have Jim Harbaugh that he is going to sit out the first three games on Michigan's schedule as Michigan is going to self-impose the three-game suspension for Jim Harbaugh. Auburn names a starting quarterback, Peyton Thorne, the former Michigan State quarterback. And Alabama still has not named a starting quarterback. We all think it's going to be Jalen Milrow, but we shall see. You got the Little League World Series going on in Williamsport. That team from Nolensville, Tennessee, you know, that team that beat Harris County to knock them out of the Southeast Regional in Warner Robins a couple weeks ago. Yeah, they're pretty good. They're going to be taking on Henderson, Nevada. They're 2-0, and this is their third straight Little League World Series for Nolensville, Tennessee, out of the Southeast Regional. Week two for high school football is absolutely jam-packed. 
We've got a triple header in Columbus on Thursday night. At Kinnett Stadium, Columbus and Jordan, that is the game that Thrift Behringer and I will be calling for Georgia-Alabama Sports Live. We also have the Shaw Raiders down in Otis Spencer Stadium taking on the Kendrick Cherokees. And this is a rivalry game. They're not region opponents anymore, but both teams 0-1 on the season. They would like to pick up their first win. Over at A.J. McClung Memorial Stadium. This game was originally supposed to be played on Friday, but they moved it to Thursday because the Heritage Bowl is going to be played at A.J. McClung Memorial Stadium. So we're not going to have a team playing at Otis Spencer Stadium. Hardaway is hosting Troop County, one of the top teams in 4A. Hardaway, after losing to the Carver Tigers 47-6, is trying to bounce back to get the win, but they have a brutal schedule because they got to play Harris County. They got to play Noonan. They got to play Peach County. They have got just an absolute brutal non-region schedule. And then the AHSAA kickoff classic at the Cramden Bowl in Montgomery. It's Beauregard. The blueprint is working down in Beauregard for the Beauregard Hornets that made the playoffs last year. They are hosting Selma. On Friday, you got the game that myself and Rick Beach are going to be at in Hamilton, Georgia, Russell County taking on Harris County. This is a rematch from the game last year that was in Russell County. The Russell County Warriors defeated the Harris County Tigers 28-17. Harris County that went 2-8 last year, they made the playoffs. Russell County went 3-7, they missed out on the playoffs. Third-year head coach Dylan Griggs has got a very good team with a good running back, Kelston Popcorn Tarver, and their quarterback, Robert Calhoun. I also like their wide receiver, Denver Harper, who is a junior coming into this year. So Russell County has weapons. I'm excited to be calling this game with Rick Beach. For those of you who don't know who Rick Beach is, he is the founder of Kutsu Sports, and he is everything Harris County. If you have a sporting event in Harris County, he covers it. And so he is going to be a great broadcast partner, especially with the knowledge that he has for the Harris County Tigers. We have two top five matchups in 7A in Alabama. They are on the road. Central at Hewitt Trustful and then Auburn at Hoover. You also have the Valley Rams hosting the Hanley Tigers. Cedartown is going to be at Callaway Stadium, a top two school in 4A. They were in the championship game last year against Benedictine, and they are taking on the Callaway Cavaliers. Glenwood is going to Max Strong Stadium to take on the Brookstone Cougars. This game is going to be televised on Channel 9, WTVM, and we do preview the Brookstone game on the Coaches Show if you want to check it out. Tattnall Square Academy is at Dymel Field for Pacelli's home opener. Opelika has taken on Thompson in the kickoff classic at the Cramden Bowl in Montgomery. You have Heritage at Chambers Academy. Heritage, a GIAA school out of Noonan, taking on a Chambers team that lost to Lee Scott Academy. LaGrange is at Northside at Kennett Stadium. Pinecrest Academy hosting Calvary Christian. You got Notasaga taking on Lynette. Lafayette taking on Lochapoca. And Beulah taking on Abbeville. On Friday's show, I will go into depth, recap all the games on Thursday night, and preview more of the games for Week 2. 
All right, so I have a Twitter poll that I put out. What should be high school game of the week for week two? And here are the choices. You have Brookstone and Glenwood, Northside and LaGrange, Carver and Spencer, and Russell County and Harris County. Right now, Russell County at Harris County is leading with 37% of the votes, followed by Carver at Spencer, LaGrange at Northside, and then Glenwood at Brookstone. You know, I had this poll last year, and Glenwood at Brookstone won. Nobody for Carver and Spencer voted on this. But I was actually going back and listening to my high school football show for week two just so I can just get a sense of how to do this. And some of the teams are playing each other like they did last year. So we have an absolute juggernaut in high school football in the state of Georgia. Buford, who is 7A, who is the favorite to win the state championship, they got the number one recruit in 2024's class, Dylan Riola. He's committed to Georgia. They made a statement as they defeated St. Francis Academy out of Baltimore, Maryland. They were ranked fifth in the entire nation, and Buford was ranked eighth. Well, Buford beat them 18 to nothing. That is a statement win, and I think that Buford, when it's all said and done, they are going to be one of the top teams in the entire nation. Mater Day is still number one. They're out of California. Bishop Gorman, number two. IMG Academy, number three. I don't know how IMG Academy does it. I actually saw them on ESPNU last year take on Central. The year before, Auburn had IMG Academy on the ropes. And guess what? Thompson gets to play IMG Academy this year. The four-time state champion in Alabama, who not only plays Opelika this week, next week they get to play IMG Academy. And with that being said, you remember when IMG Academy took on Bishop Sycamore and they beat them 58 to nothing? I cannot wait for the Bishop Sycamore documentary that's going to be on HBO Max. I love documentaries. And this is going to be absolutely entertaining. I want to know, how did they come about making up a fake high school and getting these 19 and 20-year-olds to play IMG Academy? People who do research on high schools, and I'm talking about Max Preps, they were not doing their homework, and they were fooled by Bishop Sycamore. This was... An incredible story. I don't know how this slipped through the cracks. But I'm a big fan of documentaries. I mean, I'm really wanting to see the one on the Florida Gators. I mean, that is going to be wildly entertaining. I saw the one on Johnny Football. Yeah, I feel bad for Johnny Manziel. But remember, his best game as a pro, 2015 the Cleveland Browns beat the 49ers. Johnny Manziel had a decent game, and Jim Tom Sula got fired. All right, I think it's about that time to go ahead and take a break. And when we come back, I'm going to have Gabe Reynolds on the show. You don't want to go anywhere. It's a sports beat with Richard Holdridge. 
Active Pest Control offers the best services and prices to protect your home, offering both monthly and quarterly pest control services, plus specific services like bed bugs, German roach, and flea control. Even if you can't see them, insects are all around you 24-7. Active Pest Control wants to be the first line of defense. Active Pest Control. Repair. Bond. Best termite coverage around. Active Pest Control, 34 Jefferson Street, Newton, 770-954-9941. It's the best in sports and entertainment. And get locked in and locked down with Rhino Radio Penitentiary, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. With your host, me, Ryan O'Neill, each and every morning. Right here with the best in sports and entertainment. All the way from professional sports to college sports to River Dragons hockey. And everything in between, including some of the very best local and national guests. It's the Rhino Radio Penitentiary, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. Monday through Fridays. Right here on 99.1 FM WQEE. After a few drinks, I'm taking it slow. Well, you're not fooling the cop behind you. What? Get ready to pay in .1 miles. Getting pulled over for buzz driving could cost you around $10,000 in fines, legal fees, and increased insurance rates. Nothing kills a buzz like getting pulled over for buzz driving, because buzz driving is drunk driving. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Tune in each Sunday morning right here on WQEE 99.1 FM for the key for help from a high with Bishop Daniel Hardaway Sr. of Redemptive Life Worship Center at 9 a.m. Hear the Word of God and soak it in. You can join us for our live Sunday service at 10 o'clock a.m. till 12.30 p.m. at Redemptive Life Worship Center at 2265 Highway 54 in Marlin, Georgia. Have a blessed week. We are back here on the Sports Beat with Richard Holders, presented by Georgia Alabama Sports Live. And I have got Gabe Reynolds on just in time for football season. Gabe, I am excited. College football, technically week zero is this weekend. But we got college football, we got the NFL. How excited are you that college football and the NFL football is back? I'm very excited. Uh can't wait for, you know, getting ready for my uh, fantasy league drafts. Can't wait for college football to start. It's the it's the, the, the end of the dog days of summer. We're getting close to Labor Day. And when it's, when it's football season, that means it's almost close to high school basketball season. So I can't wait. Gabe, for the first time since 2009, the Alabama Crimson Tide, is not in the top two in the AP poll. Did the media awake the sleeping giant? Uh, I wouldn't say they have awakened the sleeping giant. I will say that parody in college football also with uh, NIL and the transfer portal has really balanced the playing field in college football. Um, I will say that Nick Saban will – use that to his advantage to motivate his his guys to come play. But, I mean, right now, I mean, I don't see why Alabama would be in the top two. Uh, 
Georgia, Georgia earned it. Uh, Michigan and Ohio State, they've earned it. And Alabama has fallen, has fallen back a little bit. They're, they're not the dominant Alabama they've been in years past. Okay, Gabe, looking at the schedule, I know we had a conversation about this last year that some of the games that are going to be tough on the schedule for Alabama was that Texas game. Last year it was in Austin. This year it's in Tuscaloosa. But is there any games where Alabama might trip up? I mean, you, you, I mean they, they're playing in, in, the, in the SEC West, which is always tough. Uh, you got LSU, you got Texas A&M, you got Arkansas. They got they got ten, they got to play Tennessee. Um, you still got to play uh, Auburn at the end of the season. And then if you run through that gauntlet, you got to play either Georgia or Tennessee or Florida in the uh, SEC championship. So right now, I mean, it, it's 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 always going to be a dangerous. Uh, murderer's row for Alabama. I think if they lose the Texas game in week two, that's not going to define their season uh, because they could still win out. Uh, they could still they could be a one loss a one loss SEC uh, team and make it to the SEC championship and still win the SEC championship and still make it to the uh, college football playoff. We saw that last year with uh, with teams that lost. Um, and still made it. So, and it, I, I, I think the schedule sets up by them playing Texas early. Uh, but it, it, you, you don't want it any other way. You want to, you don't want to backdoor your way in there. You don't want to play weak competition. You want to play the best of the best. That's the measuring stick. Gabe, Coach Saban is not named a starting quarterback yet. We all think it's going to be Jalen Milrow. But usually this is what happens. We don't find out who the starting quarterback is until Alabama plays in week one when they host Middle Tennessee State um, in the first weekend of September. I think right now, I think there's there's no rush to name a starting QB. Um, I mean, all like Miro played last year some in, uh, when, when Young was hurt. Simpson played some in mop-up duty. Uh, you, the transfer from Notre Dame, he did play the first couple of games last year. So there's experience there all across the board, but none of them have gotten those uh, first-team reps other than Milro. Uh, but there's no rush. I mean, you still – they're playing against each other, so there's no preseason game right now. You're playing against the the ones and twos uh, in practice. So – that MTSU game would be a good game to, you know, I could see Miro getting the first quarter. I could see Simpson getting the second quarter. I could see the transfer getting the third quarter. And then they're all rotating through and getting uh, reps the next week leading up to the Texas game. Um, I don't think really and truly that Nick needs to name a starter uh, right now, when it's still a, it's still an active competition. Uh, if you go back some years, um, Georgia didn't name Stetson Bennett the full time starter until from and um, I forget the other guy's name that transferred to Washington Dick. State. They oh, all they Dick all continued to play. 
they all continue to play yeah. and use those those games to to get to where they are. Yeah, I gave that that name was Jacob Eason. I thought you were talking about JT Daniels. Yeah, JT Daniels, Jacob Eason, uh from and um um uh, the quarterback from last year. I just said his name. Um, but they are, but there's there's you know the you have the non conference schedule to get you ready, but in football you don't have as many games. So the one thing I love about college football, every week matters. Whereas in the NFL you still got the playoffs, you can be a wild card and you can still get to the Super Bowl. But in college football, every single week matters until next year when it's the 12-team college football playoff. Gabe, the landscape of college football has completely changed. Majority of the Pac-12 teams have jumped ship. Now there's four teams left. I mean, uh, they're not going to have the Pac-4 next year. There's talks about maybe the Pac-12 going away. They're talking about maybe a merger with the Mountain West. But as the college scene as the sport gets more popular and there's more money with these conferences, now there's talks that Notre Dame might join the Big Ten. Gabe, I mean, are you liking the landscape of college football or is this just the reality coming into the 2023 season, especially with the, the expanding of the playoffs? It seems like conferences don't matter anymore. To the tradition, to the old traditionalist, conferences still matter those regional robberies those uh those, those sacred you know those sacred games but you 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 don't want to you don't want to lose those those traditional robberies i just say that oklahoma and oklahoma state is a traditional robbery that's going to be lost texas and texas a&m is going to reunite but it's all about the the almighty dollar uh 20 years ago in 2003, you had college football on, on regional regional areas. You had Jefferson Pilot Sports. You had certain games on NBC and CBS and ABC and ESPN. Now it's, it's all about exposure. It's all about the TV money. The SEC set the standard for this, and it, grew to, it helped grow the game from um, – regional to national so the it only benefits the power five schools though it doesn't benefit the WAC. it doesn't benefit conference usa it doesn't benefit the american it it doesn't benefit the sun belt it only benefits the sec the acc the big 10 and the big 12 those four conferences right there the pac-12 they didn't. They they were the first one to have a full um, media rights deal, the Pac-12 network, and then you had the the Longhorn network, and then you had the Big Ten network, which ultimately spun the ACC network and the SEC network. But they're getting their money from ESPN, which is getting their money from Disney. So you got big money right there, and oh, that conference is dominating. So people are going to always pour in their sponsorship dollars to them. So, hey, how do I get a bigger piece of the pie and get more teams into the playoffs to get more revenue 
from the college football playoffs and from the bowl. We're going to have to go out and get the bigger and the better teams. Who's the hot team right now that's going to benefit us if we go get them? Big Ten struck first and went and got UCLA and USC. All the SEC did was they went and got Texas and Oklahoma. But here's the thing. Oklahoma, when the, when the SEC originally went and got them, they lost their coach, Lincoln Riley, to USC. So now you got Brent Venables out there. It's not the same luster. But Texas is up and coming. Now, you, the Big Ten went and got Washington and Oregon. That's that Nike money that they're now bringing into the Big Ten. So it's like, okay, you're not you're, – you're still Nike. You're Oregon. You have a name. Washington, not so much. But the Big Ten is now going from coast to coast with Rutgers to Oregon, to California. They're just getting into more more homes and more time zones, whereas the SEC is just sitting back like, we could make a move, but why do we really need to make a move? The Big 12 picking up Houston and Tulane, and all, it's like, those were knee-jerk reactions to everything. So everybody's trying to catch up to the SEC because it's all about money and it's an arms race. And to the recruits, they're looking at, I want to go where I can get the maximum exposure so I can maximize my NIL money and I can still get to the league. It hurts the little schools. It hurts the, the group of five schools because now – MTSU, they're in Conference USA. They're going to go play Alabama, but they're not on Alabama's level, so they're getting a payday to be the sacrificial lamb. It hurts the Division II schools, but then you also got the transfer portal. You can go to you can go to uh, MTSU, stand out one year, and then transfer to Colorado. You could go to UAB with Trent Dilfer and then transfer to Texas. The landscape in college football has completely changed with NIL, TV revenue. Oh, and when they have uh, the sharing, if Alabama and Georgia make it to the college football playoffs and they get to the ch- they make it to the championship game, the entire SEC benefits. That's why all the SEC schools, to include Vanderbilt, who is terrible in football, they're reaping the rewards of it. Michigan and Ohio State, it's always been one or the other. You now can get Michigan up on that level, and Michigan and Ohio State could get in. And, oh, TCU just got in there for the first school from the Big 12 to ever make the college football playoff. And then you've had Oregon. You've had Washington. You've had UCLA. You've had USC. They've made it, but – they haven't made it in years. You've had Clemson. Florida State is coming back up now. You see what Florida State is trying to do. They're trying to leave the ACC because it doesn't benefit them money-wise. Because next year, when the entire TV revenue contracts reset, they're so they're, we're not talking millions of dollars. We're talking billions of dollars that are going to be going – to these schools that can be going to these athletes 
that are going to fund their weight room, the stadium, and everything else. So everybody is trying to capitalize and market and make their money right now. You got to strike while the iron is hot. Wow. Yeah, Gabe, I'm just happy that Kennesaw State's joining Conference USA in 2024. Uh, what about yeah, but they're they not going to get much money, though. <laughs> no, but, you know, that's a big deal when you have an FCS school becoming an FBS school. And uh, what about the Memphis Tigers? I mean, you are from Memphis. Why hasn't the Big 12 reached out to Memphis? Because that's – so the, I can tell you exactly why that's happened. Look where Memphis sits. Memphis sits right in the heart of the SEC. Ole Miss is only 30 minutes away from Memphis. Ole Miss recruits Memphis. Arkansas, West Memphis is right across the bridge. Fayetteville is only four and a half hours from Memphis. Arkansas recruits Memphis. Missouri recruits Memphis. Tennessee recruits Memphis. Bama recruits West Tennessee. You're not going to want anyone from another conference to come into your backyard and take your talent. So if the Big 12 comes in there, that opens it up for Oklahoma. That opens it, I'm sorry, Oklahoma. That opens it up now for Colorado, Kansas, Kansas State, uh, Texas Tech. You're going to have those schools coming in there, and that's like you got a Big 12 school in the middle of SEC country. That's the main reason why the SEC won't let uh, Memphis in because Tennessee and Vanderbilt and Ole Miss don't want Memphis in the SEC. Well, I've thought that Memphis has done a great job the last couple of years. You know, Mike Norvell, uh, Justin Fuentes, they've had uh, just a carousel of great coaches. They made it to the Cotton Bowl. You know, I actually am a huge Memphis fan. That was my first college football game ever. But that's a really good segue for my next topic, Gabe, because you're from Memphis. I know that you live in Nashville. You coach at Ezell Harding Christian High School on the girls' basketball team. I know I'm, I know you're excited about that. But let's talk about Memphis. Let's talk about your hometown because there was a big-time recruit uh, back in 2004 that played for Briarcrest Christian School Hugh Freeze, the current Auburn head football coach, was the coach there. Yes, you're right. I'm talking about Michael Orr. He has been all over the news. I know that a lot of people, like myself in the media, want to make jokes of it. I was saying, well, he got blindsided. Sandra Bullock should give back her Oscar. You know, I'm just trying to be funny. But, you know, being from Memphis, I mean, what do you think of the situation? I mean, how could a 37-year-old man just find out that he wasn't adopted? Um, that, There's a – man, right now there's a lot. There's a lot of stuff going on with that story. Um, the way that the, the movie was adapted for everyone, uh, it left out a lot of stuff. If you go back to the beginning of that movie – do you remember the guy they called Big uh, Big Tony at the end at the beginning of the movie? I that, do remember that there were two kids that were at the school. Right. So Big Tony is like this real. He's 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 that kind of guy for real for real in Memphis. Everybody knows Big Tony. All right. So to know what to understand what's going on, you got to understand the backstory. Michael Orr is uh, he benefited from being with with the uh the twoies 
But he also benefited from being with Big Tony because before the twoies, Big Tony did take care of him for a while. But not only did Big Tony take care of him, Big Tony took care of a lot of kids in Memphis. And Big Tony still does that to this day. And Big Tony doesn't go out and look for anything in return or, 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 or you know, try to seek profit or anything like that. Big Tony just has a really, really, really good heart. Okay? And I don't know Big Tony. I don't know Michael Orr, but I've heard other people talking about it. So I'm, I, let, me, let me preface this by saying I'm not giving firsthand knowledge or firsthand account of anything that I know. Because when that happened, I was actually uh, – I was gone. I was, I was long gone from Memphis, but I still got friends back in Memphis that are still talking about it. So a lot of people know him. I met Big Tony, but I just met him in passing, okay? So, but to say there was some time after Michael Orr uh, got back, got into the league and, 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 and got going, Big Tony reached out to him just to say, hey, Mike, can you come by and talk to my kids at a football camp? And Michael kind of just blew Big Tony off and everything. And Tony didn't try to sue him or nothing like that. It was kind of just like, man, I, I helped you. You know, I just, you know, just come get back. Well, it's funny how all of a sudden – you said you didn't know you were adopted, but you were 18 years old when you signed that paper. You can't tell me you didn't know. You didn't read all of that at the age of 18. Now, granted, it's a conservative, it's a conservatory, conservatorship, but the toys benefited, and their kids benefited off of the movie, and Michael didn't. But that's all that it was. You get what I'm saying? Oh yeah. That's really that's really all that it was. But it, it's a lot of stuff going on with that back in Memphis, and it, a lot of a lot of people are choosing sides. But in the in the court of public opinion, it kind of makes the twoies look bad. But you can't tell me at, at 18, 19, even while you were in the NFL. You weren't, you didn't know about this. You're, is it that your money is drying up now and now you're trying to get money? But it, it just doesn't look right. It doesn't, it doesn't look right and it looks kind of suspect. But I'm going to be like everybody else. I'm going to sit back and wait for it to play out and, and see what really happens. Oh, I'm going to wait for the documentary to come out. It's going to be called Blindsided. Yeah, that that, but it's it's gonna be whose version of it are they giving? I just it's gonna I, I be whose version. It. Yeah, because you there's there's three different versions to every story. There's Michael Orr's side, there's the Tui side, and then there's the truth. Yeah, that that is true. Will we ever know the truth? That is the big question. I I don't think we'll ever know the truth. Too many, uh, too many legalities involved in it. Okay, moving on. I know we're just knocking out these topics one by one, Gabe. I'm just glad you're back on the show. Uh, the NFL. Hey, man. man, I I tell you, I previewed the Dallas Cowboys uh, last week. Look, in my opinion, they are the third best team in the NFC. Behind the Eagles, the 49ers. I think that the Dallas Cowboys will have a good season, and I'm predicting – that they are going to meet up with the 49ers for a third time 
in the playoffs. Hopefully it doesn't end in heartbreak fashion. It's a different team. Ezekiel Elliott's now on the Patriots. Tony Pollard is their running back. I like Brandon Cooks as a number two wide receiver. Dalton Schultz is not there anymore. I think that they're going to really feel the hurt with losing Kellen Moore as the OC. But they still have Dan Quinn as the defensive coordinator. Micah Parsons is still one of the most ferocious pass rushers in the league. I think the Dallas Cowboys will be fine. I think I think Dallas will be fine. I do think that uh, the X factor is going to be can that can uh, not uh, can Dak Prescott limit his interceptions. Uh, as long as he doesn't throw a ton of interceptions, it will then then and, and they can uh, keep things on the ground. It it works. Uh, I like Deuce Vaughn and how he's running the ball. Uh, right now in the preseason, I like that uh, compliment to uh, to um, Tony Pollard. The, no, the uh, the running back. Yeah, Pollard. I, I, I like that compliment right there. I haven't really seen many of the Cowboys games. I've just heard about things that's going on. But like I said, as long as Dak can limit the turnovers, I think they'll be fine. Gabe, I just want to give you a heads up. Week five, the Sunday night football game, the 49ers and the Cowboys, there's a really good chance that both teams will be 4-0 going into that game. Yeah, I'm definitely going to try to have you back on the show to preview that game. <laughs> hey, I'm you know me, man. I'm always down. Gabe, it's going to be a fun football season. I cannot wait. Love to get you back on as much as I can. I know with your busy schedule, you know, it's going to be hard to get you back on every week, but, you know, just let me know when you can come hop on the show, and uh, I'd love hearing your sports takes, and, and you always have a good insight when it comes to sports. Hey, man, always a pleasure to be a part of the show, man. Always glad to contribute. Just let me know, and you know I'm here. All right. Thanks, Gabe. Thank you. That was Gabe Reynolds. Thank you so much, everybody for listening to another episode of the sports beat with Richard Holdridge. We are out of here and I hope you join us tomorrow. Bye everybody. Wishbone fried chicken is back in a brand new location. 31 Jackson street, sweet a here in Noonan. Same great taste, the best chicken around fish dinners open Monday through Saturday, 10 30 AM to 4 PM. Dine in, take out, it's Wishbone Fried Chicken, right next door to their former location, bringing you the best chicken around, so great, Wishbone Fried Chicken, 31 Jackson Street, Sweet A, here in Noonan. Hey sports fans, it's Rod Peterson here, host of the Rod Peterson Show, inviting you to join us daily for two hours of Atlanta's funnest sports talk right here on WQEE. I say fun because it is. You've never heard a show like it because we make the listeners a part of the show. Every day between noon and 2 p.m. Eastern, you'll hear plenty of the best sports talk, including the latest on the Falcons, the Braves, and more. And who knows, you might even hear you. That's the Rod Peterson Show, daily at noon, right here on WQEE 99.1 FM. Hey, sports fans. Weekdays, 3 p.m. Eastern to 5 p.m. Eastern. Drive time. 
WQEE. Braves Country is a southern sports talk show with Mac McGee and the Armchair Quarterbacks. That's Braves Country with Mac McGee and the Armchair Quarterbacks. Weekdays, 3 p.m. to 5 p.m. right here on WQEE 99.1 FM. Help protect your family from flu this season by taking three easy steps. First, get yourself and your family a flu shot. It's quick and can protect you all season. Second, take everyday actions to help prevent the spread of germs like flu. Cover your cough, stay home from work or school if you're sick, and wash your hands often. Third, there are drugs that can treat flu illness. These work best when started early. Learn more at cdc.gov slash fight flu. At Jersey Mike's, they slice your order fresh right in front of you. And let me tell you, watching that can send a rush of emotions through a person. Excitement, impatience, baby-like wonder, indecisive, anticipatory chewing, nervous pacing, happy claps, and finally, jealousy. Because that's this guy's sub. I should order one. Mm, Good idea. Sliced right in front of you. It's a Jersey Mike's thing. A sub above. Coach, Hi, great Richard. having you back on the show. Yes, sir, Congratulations on the win Thank against you, Pacelli. Thank you. You're 1-0 on the season. I had the privilege of calling the game with Thrip Berger. We were up in the booth. So let's talk about you get the ball first to start the first half. Well, first off, I hate to interrupt you. I just oh, yeah. want to tell you this, Richard. Thank you so much. You and Thrip, so much y'all are doing for these kids. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, the coverage y'all, not just for Glenwood, but the Bi-City, the Columbus area, the Phoenix City area, what y'all are doing for these kids is phenomenal, and they deserve it. And, uh, you know, it's just su- such a big thing because of how hard these kids are working and everything. So I just personally want to tell you from a from a high school athlete and from a former player 20-something years ago, thank y'all for everything y'all are doing for these kids. Well, we definitely appreciate that, Coach, and we love doing it. Uh, we will be back at the Swamp. Right. And, and But it was a great, great game against Pacelli. Uh, I had fun. I know calling the game with Thrift, it was fun. And uh, let's talk about that first half because you got the ball to start the first half. Uh, Dallas Crow, it seems like coming back from his junior season as a starting quarterback, he had so much confidence running that offense with the RPO, with the speed on the outside, quarterback keeper, he could take it himself. But I, I cannot believe how impressed I am with your sophomore running back, Carter Judah. But you also have a, a good running back, Camden White, as well. I mean, that offense was clicking, firing on all cylinders. You take the early 7-0 lead, you get the ball back, and then you're up by two scores against Pacelli. And really, your team played very well on both sides of the football. I think that's the biggest thing. You know, you talk about Dallas, and we talked about this last week. Year two in the system. You know, before I got here, he was an assistant for a year with Coach Gibson, and then me transitioned in. Uh, year one with me. Now he's in year two, so it, it's not the unknown for him. Bennett knows what they expect, knows what to do, and stuff like that. So that's big for him, you know, from an experience standpoint. And then, you know, the biggest thing, too, is we talk about this all the time as a staff and as a program is, you know, we go down and score, then we get a stop and we go down and score again. That's huge. And uh, so, you know, we, we want to get out up front. We talked about it last week. It's, it's, it's trying to make those guys play from behind because their offense ain't really built like that. They're kind of more of a methodic ground and pound type offense. And, uh, you know, when they get leads, it's very difficult to beat them because they can sit there and eat the clock and stuff like that. So that was kind of our plan going in. We want to get out and try to run early. And, uh, you know, we got the ball first. And, you know, we, we had some un- unfortunate penalties early, but we overcame them. But we got the ball in. And that was the most important thing. I think it was a kind of a 
relief for our kids too. We scored a ball in the open possession. Now everybody can kind of relax and breathe a little bit uh, because there is a lot of anxiety when you play that first ball game, a lot of unknowns and things like that. So, uh, but just uh, I can't credit our kids enough from just preparing all week and being ready to play and uh, you know going out there and execute what we're trying to do on both sides of the ball. I love seeing that matchup between Mason McCrane and the DB for Pacelli, AZ Justy, both. Being basketball players, they're 6'6", six, 6'7", six, six, and they, just their height right. and their skill going up there. Unfortunately, AZ Justy did get uh, ejected from the game with two unsportsmanlike penalties, so we didn't get to see that matchup in the second half. Right. Uh, do you think that without Pacelli's best defender that that helped move the offense a little bit more in the second half? Well, you know, first off, I want to credit, uh, is it AZ? Is it uh, number 12, yeah. yeah. He's a phenomenal player. And uh, he was a phenomenal player last year for him, I guess, and he's a great football player. And it's unfortunate what happened. You know, I don't really know. I wasn't over there on their sideline with the penalties, but it's unfortunate it happened because him and Mason really were having a good battle. But, you know, when it talks about does it change the game, I don't. I ain't going to sit here and say yes or no because, you know, we threw the ball 11 times. And uh, we were able to physically just run the ball right at them. And uh, so, you know, that, they were having some trouble with our pace and stuff like that. So um, I, credit, I give a lot of credit to our, you know, offensive line, you know, and Carter and uh, Camden and, and Dallas and uh, just been able to be physical enough to run the football. So, um, but, you know, for them, I'm sure they felt like it did change the game a little bit because I know he's a good player on offense for them also. Coach, I want to talk about your defense because it seemed on the broadcast that you had a special player that seemed like he was on in every tackle. Lamont Bryant, number four. Yes. I mean, I, I heard you and Coach Purdue talk about how he had, what, 15 tackles? I mean, he really made an impact on defense. Uh, right. Tell us a little bit well, about him. Well, you know, Lamont's been a good player for a long time for us. And uh, he was a really great player last year. He's a younger brother of uh, Aaron Burton, who was a, a, a great player for us also last year. And, you know, Lamont's committed to Air Force. And uh, Lamont's got several offers still on the table. And, um, you know, but he's, you know, firmly committed to Air Force and stuff like that. But Manot, uh, Lamont's a phenomenal football player. You know, last year, starting the season off, we kind of played him at outside backer. And, uh, you know, and that may be his position when he gets to the next level. But, you know, we moved him into inside backer last year, game three. And he was flourishing there for us. And, uh, you know, he's the type of guy that can really run. He really, you know, strikes and, and tackles really well. Uh, but Lamont's a, uh, Lamont's a very high character kid. And, uh, you know, he does a lot of good stuff off the field for us in the locker room. So just, you know, just very, very happy with the way he played. But, uh, you know, moving on to this week, we know he's got to, you know, get ready and we've got to play another good ball game for us this week. Right, you got a big game next week. In fact, it's going to be on ABC WTVM. It's Glenwood going to Max Strong Stadium to take on the Brookstone Cougars. Last time Brookstone played Glenwood in the Swamp, it was a very close game, 25 to 23. But Brookstone is their first game this season, and they have a very talented tight end, Chris Vickerson. They got a very good team that went to the semifinals in the GIAA and probably would have beaten Pacelli if Cam Ellis didn't put on the Superman cape and, and get that score on a fourth and 26. Right. But this is a huge game, and I know your fans travel. Max Strong Stadium this Friday night is going to be packed. And I, I know it's on WTVM, and we encourage all the Glenwood fans out there to record it, DVR it, do whatever. Come on out to Max Strong Stadium to support the Glenwood Gators and the Brookstone Cougars. This is just going to be an incredible matchup, Coach. I'm looking forward to it. Yep, we are too. And, uh, you know, it's still early in the week, so 
we're trying to prepare and figure some things out on both sides of the ball, and uh, we're expecting you know their best. And uh, the, like I told uh, Dusty earlier, they got some really good football players on both sides of the ball. So I know Coach Gillespie, I have them ready, and uh, so we're looking for you know a good battle, and you know hopefully we can show up and uh, we can play uh, play them you know in a really good game, and uh, hopefully it turns out and goes our way this year. Coach, I cannot wait. Week two, Glenwood at Brookstone. Thank you for taking the time after the coaches show. Do you have a bonus edition of the coaches show here yes, on Georgia Alabama Sports Live? I want to thank Coach Dusty Purdue for helping out as well. And uh, by the way, I just want to say this, Coach. Coach Purdue was absolutely phenomenal in our college or our <laughs> high school game day with Look, picks. When I and, see when I saw it, and he's got all the max prep notes and. He wants to act like Lee Corso. He was I said, prepared. I said, I said, I said listen, really I told my dad, this fits Dusty Purdue to a T. He, <laughs> he has got to get on the show with y'all again. That's what he loves to do. <laughs> oh, oh! I just got told by Mr. Chris Blackshear his picks were two and four. Though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we are definitely going to tally up those picks on the next high school game day. I have to, I, you picked the right one, right? Uh, I know that. Right. Right. Want to thank Coach Nelson. Don't forget the next game that we are live streaming is at Kennett Stadium. The Jordan Red Jackets are hosting the Columbus Blue Devils, and then on Friday we have a double header as. The Heritage Bowl, Thrip Barringer, DJ Jones are going to be broadcasting that at A.J. McClung Memorial Stadium. Myself and Rick Beach are going to be up in Harris County broadcasting Russell County in Harris County. So for Coach Nelson, Coach Purdue, I'm Richard Holder saying so long here on Georgia-Alabama Sports Live. We'll see you next week. When you really need something to get you through a long graduation ceremony, Trolley Sour Gummy Worms are there to give you a thrill. With varieties like Trolley Sour Bursting Crawlers, the worms' soft and chewy texture, surprising flavor combinations, and neon bright colors will give everyone a reason to celebrate. So when you want to notch the festivities up a couple degrees, Trolley Sour Gummy Worms are the perfect way for everyone to celebrate. Shop now for any trolley that crawls your way. This is Austin Black, and I am the host of Behind the Tunes. Have you ever wondered about the stories behind your favorite songs? In the journeys of those that sing them? Well, each week, we invite you to go behind the tunes and step into the stories behind your favorite Christian artists that shape the landscape of today's music. Hey everybody, this is Andy Crispin. Join me this week for worship as I play two hours of the best in modern worship music from churches and worship leaders around the world. And this week, my special guest is Blake Goss of New Spring Worship. See, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I'm making ways in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. For us, that scripture came alive because he did a new thing actually in an old place. You don't want to miss a moment of this week's worship with me, your host, Andy Crispin. WQE 99.1 FM, The Key. Home of Southern Sports and Talk. Noonan, Sharpsburg, Franklin. The Baxters have a new first book. From number one New York Times bestselling novelist Karen Kingsbury, author of life-changing fiction, comes The Baxters, a prequel. The heart-pounding story of Carrie Baxter's wedding. Amidst family tension and the worst storm Bloomington, Indiana has seen in a decade. The Baxters, by America's favorite inspirational storyteller, Karen Kingsbury. Visit KarenKingsbury.com for more information. The Baxters, available now wherever books are sold. Wake up and text. Text and eat. Mm -mm. 
Text and catch the bus. Text and miss your stop. Wait, 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 wait. Text and be late to work. Sorry, I'm late. Text and work. Text and pretend to work. Text and act surprised when someone calls you out for not working. <clears throat> Who, me? Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Oh, hey. Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. <sighs> Text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Ugh. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger. Put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Calvary Sonoy Fellowship is an expository Bible teaching church where we study the Word of God line by line and we apply it life by life. We're here every Sunday morning at 10 o'clock on WQEE and we look forward to having you join us. Our church offices are located in Sonoy, Georgia, 6855 Highway 16, Suite 102, Sonoy, Georgia. If you'd like to call us, our number is 770-755-8243. Or you can reach me, I'm Pastor Bob, at bob at calvarysonoy.org, S-E-N-O-I-A. You also can go to our website at www.calvarysonoy.org. You can reach our YouTube channel there, as well as our Facebook page. Join us at 10 o'clock right here on WQEE. You are listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge, broadcasted on WQEE 99.1 FM The Key from 2 to 3 p.m. Monday through Friday. This is a local podcast that covers Columbus sports and beyond. If you would like to hear more of this podcast, you can download us on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, or Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, and I hope you have a great rest of your day.